Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today it is Wednesday, December 16th, and it's championship week. We have the conference championship games this week, and also we also we also have some regular season matchups. Some games that were postponed earlier are being made up this week. Some exciting matchups, and let's see, and things that could shake up the the playoff race. So, so let's get to it. I'm also joined by my friend Cedric. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yeah, like uh, what James said, there's a lot of uh, interesting games going on here. I like that there's some regular season matchups that have been postponed, so we can watch them now. And this week as well, it's like the uh, side dish to complement our main course of uh, really big conference championship games between Alabama, Florida, Clemson, Notre Dame, Iowa State, and Oklahoma, and then Ohio State, Northwestern. So lots of great matchups today, and I'm excited to get to talk, um, just talk a little bit about it here with James. You heard it from Cedric. So, so yeah, we're going to talk about the, the games this week, and then we're going to answer some of your guys' questions and give our playoff predictions for this week, mm-hmm. what we think is going to happen on Sunday. So let's get to it. So the first game we're going to uh, recap on Football Talk with Freddie is the Conference USA Championship. We have... The 5-3 and three UAB Blazers traveling to Hunting, Huntington, West Virginia to take on the Marshall Thundering Herd. Marshall's been having a great year this year. Only have one loss for the year, 7-1. BYU's 5-3, and 3-1 in Conference USA play. Only loss came to Miami, Louisiana, and Louisiana Tech, who's, who's all three has been having a great year. They've had a lot of postponements. They've had four. Four of their last five games have been postponed, and that that's that's that can be rough on a team. You're trying to play some games, games trying to prepare for the next week, and then to have your game postponed that could be a disadvantage for them. Marshall, they've they've been able to play some games this over the past couple of weeks. They played Rice Rice two weeks actually. Two weeks ago, but unfortunately lost and ended their uh, undefeated season. But they're still having a great year. Yeah, seven and one, of course, is pretty solid. And I do like Marshall to win this game. They're at home. Uh, they technically haven't won a game in quite a while, just given the cancellations that have uh, gone on and everything like that, and not being able to play against Charlotte. But they've been pretty much dominant over the rest of their schedule so far this year. Uh, of course, there's going to be postponements. That's just natural with college football. But they do have a lot of talent. Uh, they got their running back, Brendan Knox, who's ran for 820 yards on the season. Also, they got Grant Wells, at quarterback, who's been a pretty solid leader for them, throwing 16 touchdowns uh, with 1,839 yards. And I think Marshall is going to go ahead and win the uh, Conference USA. It's kind of a weird season as well, too. I mean, they've only played five conference games. UAB only played uh, four conference games, which makes me feel kind of bad for UTSA, who played seven conference games and finished five and two. But by winning percentage, they're going to end up below UAB. So, yeah, but give me the thunder herd to win this game. I'm, I'm going to be taking uh, Marshall as well. Moving on, we got the MAC championship, the best conference in college football. Yeah, go OU. OU, oh yeah. Even though they didn't make it. <laughs> Yeah, the best the best time to watch them is on a Tuesday when you have nothing else to do. Just turn on ESPN and you get to watch some pretty good football. Football, we have the 5 and 1 Ball State Cardinals traveling to Detroit, Michigan to play the Buffalo Bulls in the championship. Buffalo's been having a great year. Have been blowing teams out week in, week out. Jarrett, led by by junior running back Jarrett Patterson. Yeah, he's been a beast. Jared Patterson, man, he's been the difference maker. I mean, he's been an absolute monster. He's ran for 1,000 yards this season, and they have only played, what, five or six games this whole year? It's crazy that he's been able to get that many yards. That just shows how dominant he's been in the mat uh, this whole year. I mean, 18 touchdowns is just absolutely ridiculous. Buffalo, they've seemed unstoppable in conference, and I don't think that's going to end anytime soon. I don't care if Ball State's on a big winning streak. I mean, they technically almost blew that game last week if it wasn't for the forward pass. 
um, with them rushing the field a little bit uh, early right there. But, uh, yeah, Buffalo only played five games, and their running back ran for 1,000 yards. So, I mean, he's averaging over 200 yards a game, which is just ridiculous. He's the difference maker. I don't think Ball State can stop him or anybody in the MAC can stop them. Give me Buffalo. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bulls as well. They're a 13.5-point favorite. And 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 also, you have to thank their offensive line. Their offensive line, according to PFF, has been has been ranked as one of the best offensive lines in college football this year. So they're getting some recognition out there. Yeah, no question. I mean, if you have that combination between a great offensive line and a great running back, that just makes a potent rushing attack. That is going to be hard for anybody to stop. Uh, even watch out for Buffalo in bowl season after they win this game, in my opinion. They're going to be pretty dangerous for a team to have to face. And it's really unfortunate for them they didn't get most of their season because I feel like they would have been a really good contender for uh, potentially a New Year's Six Bowl. I agree with that. Moving on, we have the Pac-12 championship this year. It was supposed to be Washington versus USC, but Washington had a little bit of a COVID outbreak. So Oregon is filling in for them and trying to get revenge or trying to win another Pac-12 championship this year. USC, they're 5-0, and having a great year. Some USC fans are happy that they're 5-0. and Some others still don't believe in this team. And USC, they're trying to return to a great team. As you know, in the 2010s or 2000s, they were a dominant program going against USC. I mean, Texas. And I... And I think they're going to win this game against Oregon. I do, too. I really actually believe in USC. Seeing them last week and just seeing how clutch they are down the stretch. They've been a team in the fourth quarter that's just been nasty. They go on those late surges. And they haven't won a lot of their games big, which is the sad part. And I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs as a result. But for me, I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they were to, uh, let's say Clemson were to lose to Notre Dame and they have two losses and Iowa State were to lose... Um, I think USC should be considered for that uh, fourth and final playoff spot. I mean, maybe even if Texas A&M, they might need a Texas A&M loss too. But if all that stuff happens, I think USC would deserves a chance. I mean, they're a blue blood program. They make a lot of money, and they probably deserve the benefit of the doubt, especially given they beat the SEC, especially if they beat Oregon pretty handily. I think that USC has the star power to do it. Uh, their quarterback, Slovis, is very solid. He's a great quarterback. But the main thing for USC is their receivers. Their receivers between Vaughns and St. Brown, they have been just a nasty combination through the air where they've been putting up tons of points, tons of yards. I even saw it last week on their last game-winning drive against UCLA, down by two points. What do they do? They have Slovis chuck a pass down the right sideline uh, to their man Bonds, and then uh, the next play, they throw a fade route to Amon Ross St. Brown for the game-winning touchdown against their rivals UCLA. And we predicted USC, UCLA to win that game, but USC, they just show they are too clutch down the stretch. And I think something similar happens. I feel it's going to be back and forth, and I think USC depends on their receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown finds the end zone late. USC wins. They go 6-0. and um, I think they should be considered for the playoffs, personally, but I don't think they're going to get in. But I think they should be considered. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you're going undefeated in your conference, you should be considered for the playoff, at least in the Power Five, five most years. But this year, unfortunately, just not playing a lot of games and not being able to win by a bunch of points has hurt them. And I, I, I do think they're going to be a great program down the down the road. And even right now, they're still becoming one or a great team, but but I don't see them making the playoffs this year. Next year, I could I could see it. Yeah, it just hurts me so much that they can't even make the playoffs, man. It's just terrible because I mean, if they go, if this was any other season, if they were to finish undefeated in conference, they'd go to the playoff. And I mean, they're supposed to play Alabama this year before the year got canceled, so that would have been a really telling game for what they could do. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. And if they won that, pretty much would have guaranteed them a playoff spot. Agreed, agreed. But for now, it's not going to matter, especially since they only beat Arizona by four points. They only beat Arizona State by one point. point. And those games, you have to win those games really convincingly. Yeah. Moving on, we have the Big 12, our Big 10 championship. We have in Indianapolis, we have the – Number 14, Northwestern Wildcats taking on the number four Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State's 
been having a great year. 5-0, and have been dominating in almost all their games. Their closest game was a was a seven-point win over Indiana. They were destroying them for most of the game. Indiana's started to come back, had a chance in the end, but couldn't get it done. Northwestern only lost, came to Michigan State a couple weeks ago. Go, but they've been a pretty a pretty solid team this year. Last year, I think they won two or three games. Yeah, they were last in their division last year. Now they're first in their division. So impressive for Northwestern, impressive for Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, this is really the best um, stretch of time in Northwestern football history. Uh, they're not a very um, a program that has won a lot uh, in their history, but they've really been turning it around, especially these past 10 years, and they've been doing a great job. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald winning another, having a season where they win their division again. They've just had seasons where they've gone undefeated in their division. They actually had the record, I think, for the most straight wins in division at one point. But uh, they beat everybody they needed to beat. They lost to Michigan State, which was a really tough loss on the road. But, again, that was not even in their division, so they didn't even have to worry too much about it. But, uh, I mean, it's good that they made the championship, but they're not going to beat Ohio State, in my opinion. Ohio State's too good, too much talent. They're that much better than everybody in the Big Ten. I mean, Indiana was the team that gave them really the most trouble, uh, but I don't think Northwestern has enough firepower to really go after Ohio State. You need difference makers. You need dudes. Like Indiana, they had Ty Freifogel, who was a dude in that game. Michael Penix, he was a dude in that game. Northwestern, they don't really have offensive guys like that that can beat you. They just are more like a game manager, and they'll drub you a good defense. So the key for Northwestern, if they can force turnovers like they, Indiana did, maybe they can stay in the game for a half, but... I don't see it really being close at all. I think Ohio State has a good chance of covering that 20.5 spread. Yeah, I, I agree. Northwestern, their defense has been one of the best in college football this year. year. But offense, that's been their problem. If you can't put up points, especially against a high-powered offense like Ohio State. Now, the Ohio State's defense has struggled a little bit you this year. Pass, but it's not like they can pass well either, Northwestern. Yeah, yeah but Northwestern... They're they're gonna need to play their best game of the in like school history. In school history, exactly. I mean, Northwestern hasn't beaten Ohio State since two thousand three, so it's, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Buckeyes in this game. So, moving on, we have a SEC matchup. It's a regular season matchup. We have the number five Texas A&M Maggies traveling to Knoxville to take on the. Tennessee Volunteers, Texas A&M, they, they need to blow Tennessee out. They need to pretty much put up the best performance of their lives because if there's an upset this week, maybe they have a way to slide in to the playoffs. So they, they need to play their best fo- game of football. Yeah, it's really critical for Texas A&M to come out here like gangbusters and beat the brakes off of Tennessee because if they mess around and they only win by seven or it ends up being a three-point game or somehow a really close game, that's when it gets problematic and the playoff committee might be like, "Mm, yeah, they don't need to get in or something like that, especially with some of the other teams that might be able to get convincing wins. They could easily get chumped by an Iowa State-like team or Cincinnati or even USC if uh, Texas A&M isn't convincing enough here against a really lowly Tennessee team. Tennessee, I think what they're playing for might be a bowl game. Uh, the top 11 seeds in the uh, SEC usually get in the bowl game, and people are obviously going to opt out, so Tennessee might have a chance to be able to make a bowl game. They're coming off a victory over Vanderbilt as well last week, uh, so they do have some momentum coming Coming into this week, they have the home field advantage. It's never easy to win in Neyland Stadium at Rocky Top, but I think Texas A&M wins. I don't think they win as much as you think. I don't think it's a, just an absolute just blowout, but I think they win by like 14 to 21 points, like a 45-21 or 45-24, something like that. Yeah, for Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt, his job might be on the, on the line. A lot of Tennessee fans aren't too happy with him. Actually, they have this, this uh, rock that they spray paint on every week students can uh pretty much put whatever they want some students spray painted fire jeremy pruitt a lot of tennessee fans aren't happy with him right now and if if he get a and blows them out that might be his 
his job. So this is an important game for him if he wants to keep his job. I mean, I definitely understand that for sure. I mean, you can't be losing games like against Kentucky really badly at home. You can't be getting embarrassed like that. They're just games you just cannot lose when you're um, the coach at Tennessee. And, I mean, again, you can't be losing – to Kentucky that one's the real one that stood out losing to Arkansas that's just not good and that's not going to cut it here at Tennessee and I mean they were ranked in the top 15 at one point if we forget that they were ranked all the way up there and then once they lost to Georgia the wheels just fell off for them and I'll admit their schedule was hard it's not like it's easy to beat Alabama or beat Auburn and stuff like that but to not even compete in some of these games and especially against Kentucky and lose 34 to 7 that's going to get you fired so Hey, I mean, he has a chance to save his job, though. If they can beat five Texas A&M, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Aggies in this game. Moving on, we have the Big 12 championship. We got number 10, Oklahoma, taking on number 6, Iowa State. These teams played each other earlier this year. Iowa State won the game 23-20, to 20, I believe. No, it was 37-30. Uh, or 37-30. Yeah, a little high scoring. A little high scoring. Oklahoma, though, ever since that game, has improved. Improved as a program. Iowa State still been playing really good football. Brock Purdy's been stepping it up over the past couple weeks. And this is honestly a, a pretty good matchup. A lot of people might not be paying attention to it since it might not have a whole lot of playoff implications. Though, though Iowa State, maybe they have a chance to get in if, if a crazy scenario happens. So... You never know. Oklahoma, I don't think, has a chance at all. Iowa State, though, might have a slim chance, chance, but they would need a lot to happen. Uh, I'm going Oklahoma's favored, but I'm, I'm going with Iowa State. Matt Campbell, really like him. He, he's, getting, he's probably going to get an offer to the NFL. He did last year, last year, but he declined it. And he's honestly... Honestly, he can move up this, move up in the NCAA for coaching. He might go to the SEC, take Auburn's job. He he's a name to be paying attention to. So if he can get this big win, win a championship, some teams might be calling calling for him. Yeah, I mean, both teams are coming in just on a really just on a tear late season. But a sad part for Iowa State, even if you beat Oklahoma in the regular season, and a lot of Big 12 teams have seen this, even if you beat Oklahoma in the regular season, if you have to play them again, Oklahoma State surge is usually just too good late season. They haven't lost a conference championship game since 2003. It's been that long. So every time that Oklahoma has made the Big 12 championship, they've won. And they've gotten revenge wins. They've beaten teams twice. They've done all types of stuff, whether they beat, lost to Texas in the regular season and beat Texas, or whether they beat TCU or beat undefeated Baylor, whose only losses were to Oklahoma. I mean, it's just tough for the Big 12. Oklahoma's just been dominant. They've been the big brother in the conference, and their late season surges are nasty. Even if they lose an early season game, they drop one to K-State or Baylor, or in this, year cases, or in this year's case, K-State and Iowa State. I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Sooners, they just know how to win late season. They know how to win games like this. They know how to win big time, big 12 matchups, and I feel like they're going to win here. So really sad for Iowa State that it's going to cost them a chance at the playoff because I really think they have a shot. If Texas A&M doesn't win convincingly and Iowa State wins convincingly, they could be in. But unfortunately, I think Oklahoma is going to win, and that's going to put in the hopes of Iowa State. Hmm. Unless they wear black jerseys because they're undefeated in those. (laughs) Moving on, we have we have another regular season matchup. We ha- we have the battle for the Commanders Chiefs Trophy. We have the Air Force Falcons, who are three and two right now, taking on the num- the eight and two Army Black Knights. Army beat Navy last week, and if Army wins this game, they win the Commanders Chiefs Trophy. Air Force, if they win, they get the trophy, and it's this should be an exciting matchup, especially for uh, both. Both academies, Air Force Academy and uh, the uh, West, Point. West Point, yeah. Yep, and uh, this game was postponed from a game earlier, so they're supposed to play way earlier than this. That's why it's kind of weird that even after the Army-Navy game, there's still one more game afterwards. Army's been too good this year. I mean, they've also played way more games than Air Force. I mean, Air Force has only played five games, and Army's played twice as many games with ten games, so... I feel Army, they're just going to go in. They're going to play hard. They're going to play good defense like they did last week, and I'd expect a very low-scoring game. 
Uh, but I feel like Army's going to just win. It'll be just like a crock-potting or a drubbing, so to speak. Army, I mean, they won 15-0 last week over Navy. They were able to just barely squeak one out over Georgia Southern, too. So, I mean, Army, they know how to win games. Their only losses, again, this year were to Tulane, which is a really bad loss. But other than that, their only loss was to Cincy. So that's not a bad loss at all, too. So I just have a lot of faith in Army to win this game. Let's see. Air Force. Air Force this year has been three and two. They they got crushed by Boise State. Had a close, somewhat close game against San Jose State. They destroyed Navy forty to seven. So mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. They are favored in this game. Beat New Mexico. Beat Utah State. Well, they haven't lost in a long time. So, so yeah, that's. I don't think it's enough for them to beat Army though. It's going to be a close game. Game. I'm going to go with Army, though, as well. As well. Uh, well, actually, I think Air Force won it last year, the Commander's Chiefs Trophy. Let me, let me see who won it last year. I believe it was Air Force. It'd be an impressive win. Because I, really I think they went 11-1 and one or something like that. Or they... Uh, let me see. Command. Last year, Navy Navy won it. Navy won it last year. Yeah, Army did lose to Air Force last time they played seventeen to thirteen. Oh, this is oh, this isn't pretty interesting. Let's see, let's see, Army. Yeah, Air Force won last year. Yeah, let's see. Air Force has won won the trophy twenty times. Army has won it eight times. And Navy has won it 16 times. So, and then, and then they, there was a shared award uh, four times throughout these for the fight for this trophy. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Army. They're, they're going to win it their ninth time. I mean, again, usually you have a year where one, it's always one military academy is really good every single year where there's just one that, tends to get nine wins or ten wins while the other two get like four or six wins. It's usually always how it ends up. Moving on, we have the Sun Belt uh, Conference Championship. Now, most people might say, why are you paying attention to the Sun Belt? This year, the Sun Belt, honestly, in my opinion, might be the best best uh, group of five conference. conference. And... Eh, eh, I would say it's a lot closer than people think. Hmm. Think it's 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 very close. Uh, as we saw, Louisiana, Louisiana, Coastal Carolina got some wins over some Power Five programs, over uh, Kansas, or yeah, over Kansas, Kansas State, State uh, so Iowa State, schools. yeah, Iowa State, State, which is impressive that. <laughs> They got a win over Iowa State. That win keeps looking better and better every single day. But, yeah, give me the Coastal Carolina shots. It's been a dream season. I think the dream season continues. Now, I do have a theory I always say with football. It's hard to beat a team twice. It really is brutal to do so. And Louisiana was so close last time. But I think Coastal Carolina finishes off the dream season, goes 12-0. and 0. Uh, Give them in the new year. Put them in the new year six. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. Game. I'm, I've been a big uh, Billy Napier fan ever since last year, and t- I I don't go against Louisiana that that often, but this this week I I think I'm gonna go against them and I'm taking the Coastal Carolina. Moving on, we have an SEC matchup. We have the Ole Miss Rebels traveling to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. LSU hasn't had the best year. Hey, but they're coming off a high. I mean, they did beat Florida thanks to the uh, nice little cleat being thrown. Yep, yep, that's that's very true. LSU, they're four and five right now. Have a chance to finish five hundred, which a lot of people had a feeling LSU was going to have a rough year this year. But if they could win this, go five and five. Honestly, that I would say that's. 
it's not bad for LSU. Obviously, they they won a championship, so it is a down year for them. But but hey, getting a big win last week, finishing off the year strong with a two game win streak. That that's that would be good momentum going into next year. Honestly, both of these teams are actually coming in with some pretty decent momentum. I mean, Ole Miss has won three straight. They had a really tough start to the schedule. They had teams like Florida, Alabama on the schedule. I mean, Arkansas was a bad game for them when they threw six interceptions and then Auburn. But ever since then, it got a lot lighter. They got to play Vandy and uh, South Carolina and Mississippi State in recent weeks. So that's made their record a lot better. They're actually back to 500 now. And uh, they could finish above 500 if they beat uh, one of their little uh, conference conference rivals in uh, LSU. Uh, but again, LSU is coming in with the momentum. Uh, but it feels like after LSU come got off that emotional high where everything just went right, I just feel like they might come back down to earth here and lose to Ole Miss. I'll admit, I might be a little bit biased since <laughs> I don't like Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm thinking about going with LSU. Now this was a big win and just that momentum. Ole Miss they haven't played. In a couple weeks, a couple weeks, I'm pretty sure it's been like three weeks since they played a game. It's been a little while since they played Mississippi State. Was it yeah. Game? Yeah, they had a bye week two weeks ago. Then they got a postponed game. Postponed last week. So it's been almost three weeks. That's unfortunate they didn't get to play Texas A&M. I think that would have been a trap game for Texas A&M. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I am going with an upset. I'm going to be taking the LSU Tigers in this game. Yeah, is it really much of an upset, or is it just uh, even? Uh, Ole Miss is favored, so 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 I guess you can consider it an upset. They're favored by two and a half. Well, I mean, hey, tickets for the game are being sold as low as sixteen bucks. So if you're around the area, want to go see an LSU game? There's your opportunity. Yeah. Moving on, we have another SEC matchup. We have the five and four Missouri Tigers taking on the two win Mississippi State <laughs> Bulldogs. I know, I know. Two wins, it's not the best, but hey, you won two games. You beat Vanderbilt. And who was the other team you beat? Uh, LSU. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. When you guys are ranked number sixteen in the nation yeah. after that win over LSU. Yeah, let's just say. Let's, let's never talk about a bandwagon again. <laughs> I remember how hyped he got after that one. But uh, yeah. I think Missouri wins this game. They just have more talent. Uh, Mississippi State, again, it's been a rough year. I think they're ready just for it to be done, and they can move on, get a good recruiting class going on. They got a good quarterback coming in. Um, that should be able to help them out. But Missouri, they basically they just they have a great team. They've won a lot of big games this year. They beat beaten LSU, which has been nice. But – they lost to uh, Georgia last week, and I don't think they want to end off on the wrong foot. So I think they get to six and four. Pretty good seasons. Yeah, it's supposed it's supposed to be raining in this game, and that's and, a nightmare. <laughs> and you know, Mike Leach he does not run the ball, so so the qu- question is, how well can Will Rogers play in the in the rain? I have no idea. I haven't seen him play in, in a rain game yet, so. So we'll, we'll have to see. I I want I was considering going Mississippi State. Might be a little bit biased, but but with the rain, I think I'm gonna go with Missouri. But hope my Bulldogs get a win and carry momentum into next into next season or the bowl game if we get one. Mike Leach did say in a, in his press conference he wants to play as many games as as we can. So if so if Mississippi State gets a call for a bowl game, I already have a good feeling they're going to accept it. Well, to get to a bowl game, you probably have to win this one. Yeah, that is true. True. A lot of teams, though, have uh, dropped out, so, but you never know. No, we'll find out probably on Sunday. Sunday, if we're in a bowl game. Yeah, it'd be hard to get in at 2-8. and eight. 3 and 7, I think, is a much higher chance of getting a bowl. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll see. Um. Moving on, we got the ACC championship, a rematch of a uh, of the between uh, Clemson and Notre Dame. They played each other earlier this year, and Notre Dame won the game in overtime. Time 
though Clemson was without uh, Trevor Lawrence and then also some other key defensive players, so, and they have them back. I'm pretty sure Clemson's fully healthy right now. Now Notre Dame, same thing. thing. Clemson's favored by 10.5 in this game. That is way too big of a line. Are you kidding me? 10.5? Oh, my gosh. No, I take Notre Dame to cover that any day of the week. But uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think Clemson is that much better than Notre Dame. And, I mean, they have improved it. Even though Clemson was missing all those players, their quarterbacks, they still got a really good amount of production from their quarterback uh, that day, even though Trevor Lawrence was not there. So it almost was like a Trevor Lawrence-like performance. And, uh, I mean, again, Notre Dame had the home field advantage. They definitely broke COVID rules and stuff like that and social distancing rules uh, after that game. But it was a truly epic game, 47-40 to 40 in overtime period. So it was a really great game the first time. I think Notre Dame, they got some dudes all over the place. Ian Book is a great, great quarterback, great leader. He's led them to many big wins, including wins over Clemson and wins over North Carolina as well. But, uh Clemson, they're playing for their playoff lives. That's why I'm going to pick Clemson to win this game. I think Trevor Lawrence gets it done. It's hard to beat a team twice, and I think Clemson comes through. But I think ultimately both of them make the playoffs with only one loss. Yeah, I, I could see. As long as it's not a total blowout. Which I, think, I don't think it will be. I think Notre Dame's a lock. Pretty much, I believe, believe it's down to two teams, or there's two playoff spots left. Notre Dame and Alabama. Personally, I think is a, a lock for the playoffs, no matter what, even if they both lose. But, but it gets a little sticky yeah. if they lose, but it's not that bad. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Say so obviously, the committee has been a little inconsistent this year. You're not are not inconsistent, but. But you do some people have questioned what what they are thinking because and I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later later about some teams playing games and or not playing games and then they move down but then other teams they don't play a game and then yet they move up or stay the same same I'll talk about that a little bit later though uh but for this game I'm taking I'm I'm going with Notre Dame oh Notre Dame huh okay so. I can see it. Moving on, we got the Mountain West Championship. We got the five and one Boise State Broncos going to their one millionth Big Ten or Big Mountain West Championship. They're they're there every year. Pretty seems much. Like. <laughs> uh, San Jose State, though, this might be the first time, at least in a while, because they they haven't been the best team over the past couple of years. Years they were winning. One to two games, even I'm pretty sure one year they didn't even win a single game. So hey, they did beat Arkansas that one year when uh, everything was really bad. But I mean, we can look at some of the history of some of the Mountain West Conference Championship. You're gonna see a lot of Boise State, and you're not gonna see a lot of San Jose State. Uh, most common teams, though, I mean San Diego State has made it a few times as well. So. You never know, but uh, I'm happy for San Jose State. I think it's been a good year, but unfortunately for them, um, there's something called the Big Brother Syndrome, and that tends to happen. And with Boise State, they always seem to get there, and they always seem to do well, and they always seem to win every so often. I mean, Boise State's 3-1 and one in the uh, Mountain West Championship. This is San Jose State's first time. First time I've seen them being ranked as well, but I'm going to go with Boise State. Yeah, San Jose State, this is their first conference championship since 1991, and they were co-champions in that year, year in the Big West. West, they were 6-1, and one, and conference play 6-4-1. So, so, I... Did they play each other earlier? No. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the, Boise State lost to BYU. Uh, it, oh, the game was canceled. Yeah, Boise State uh, lost to BYU. Yeah, I, I knew that. Uh, this is hard to say. History, by history, I would go with Boise State, but I really do like this uh, San Jose State team. I watched them a little bit last week when they were playing at Nevada. Hmm. So, I... I'm going to go with Boise State, but I, I'm cheering for San Jose State. Hmm. What do you think? 
I'm saying I'm picking Boise. I just think Boise State just again, it's like the same thing around why I picked Oklahoma over Iowa State. Until some other team comes in uh and proves they can beat the big brother in the conference, I'm not gonna pick against the big brother in the conference in the conference championship. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, we have the we have the SEC championship. We got number one Alabama taking on number seven Florida. Alabama's a seventeen point favorite in this game. Alabama's been dominating the whole season. Closest game was was a fifteen point win over Ole Miss. Ole Miss and Florida. Florida, they were in the playoff conversation, though up until last week when they lost to lost to LSU. Thanks to their own wrongdoing of throwing a cleat. That was really unfortunate. Yeah. And a 57-yard field goal by Cade York in the fog with flashing lights in his face, and he somehow drilled a 57-yarder in that, which is super impressive. Uh, I think Florida, they have to play their best game they've ever played, and I think they do. I think they, Florida plays one of their best games they ever play, and they actually cover the spread. But what's unfortunate is even if they play their best game, they're not going to beat Alabama anyway. I think they lose by about 14 points. Something like 45 to 31. I think Florida puts up some points, though. They have a great offense. They got Pitts, who's an NFL-type tight end slash receiver. Uh, Kyle Trask has been great all year. Uh, but give me uh, Alabama. Devontae Smith, just too much. Najee Harris has just been dominant. Mac Jones, uh, this is basically for the Heisman right here between Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. And I think Mac Jones is going to win the Heisman um, just because of this victory. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Alabama. Florida, Florida. even if they win this game somehow, I don't think they make the playoffs. That loss to LSU was crucial. And if if you have two losses and you're not the SEC champ champion, I don't I don't see you you winning it or going to the playoffs. Only way I see a two loss team possible is if they are a SEC champion. Pretty much Auburn. So, <laughs> you have to be oh, Auburn. Actually, wait, wait, yeah. You probably you got to be Auburn because Auburn every other year they have to go on the road and face Georgia and Alabama in consecutive weeks on the so, road. So yeah, if they can win one of those, and yeah, that's the only team that could possibly make it at that record. But I don't think that happens. I mean, for Florida to make it, there's all types of craziness that has to go down. And even in that scenario, I still don't think they get in. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the Crimson Tide. Moving on, we got the American Championship. We get, This game has been rescheduled like three or four times. They were supposed to play like week four. Then they were supposed to play like week 10. Then they were supposed to play like week 11 and 12. They are supposed to play like three weeks in a row. So, <laughs> But we finally get the matchup we've been waiting for in the American. Number 23, Tulsa versus number nine, Cincinnati. I did pick Tulsa to upset Cincinnati earlier this year year were you gonna stick with that i i want to cincinnati it's gonna be a low scoring game i'm just gonna say that tulsa's defense has been pretty good this year same thing with cincinnati natty tulsa they offense at times has struggled struggled cincinnati's offense has been pretty consistent for most of the years so I think I'm going to go with Cincinnati, but it's going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the wire. Yep, I feel like it will too. Um, American Conference, especially in their top tier, they always tend to have close games. Whether it's Cincinnati, Tulsa, UCF, kind of around that range, there have always been close games. Tulsa beat UCF. Cincinnati barely beat UCF. And I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, Desmond Ritter, he's been that dude. Uh, but the problem with Cincinnati is they haven't played in a really long time. I mean, it's been pretty much – after starting 8-0, they almost went a month without playing, uh, which kind of hurt them in the rankings and stuff like that. They've fallen down slightly. I think Cincinnati does win, though. It's going to be a really close game, really tight, kind of a weird scores too because American Conference games always tend to have weird scores. But give me them to win like 37-29 to 29 or something weird like that, or 37-32. I agree with that. And and also we're going Cedric and I are going to be uh predicting a couple bowl games this week. We're gonna be predicting the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Idaho Potato Bowl, and the 
Boca Raton Bowl. Bowl. And then next on next week's show, we're going to be predicting the rest of the bowl games. These three are happening on Monday and Tuesday. So so we're going to predict them right now. Now, uh, the first game, we got the Myrtle Beach Bowl between 8-3 and three, Appalachian State and 4-5 and five, North Texas. Appalachian State's been having a pretty good year. This game is played in Conway, South Carolina. Last time they Appalachian State played there, uh, it was not a good result for them. <laughs> I lost to Coastal Carolina. North Texas, 4-5, and five, they... They had a very average season. They have one of the best receivers in college football, though. If, um, I'll say that Darden is one of the best receivers in college football. That's something just to remember. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's his good chance to, like, have a showcase and stuff like that. But North Texas has been pretty average all year, four and five. Not bad, but not good. But pretty happy, I bet, to uh, make a bowl game here, even after starting off the season pretty badly. But, uh uh, I don't think they have a chance against Appalachian State. Appalachian State's more battle-tested. They're the better team on paper, and I'm going to predict them to win. But you never know a bowl games. Yeah, I'm going to be taking a Appalachian State in this game. Game, just think they're the better team. Team, and, and obviously they want to uh, get a win in Conway to uh, try to forget what happened last uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, shake away all those demons. <laughs> um, moving on, we got the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We got the Tulane Green Wave who are coming in at six and five, taking on the six and two Nevada Wolfpack. Tulane, it's been it's had a rough start to the season. Where pretty much the Atlanta Falcons were blowing games, games left and right. It was Tulane. They almost beat Tulsa and SMU and all of those guys, but they all blew the games. But, you know, that just kind of shows how close Tulane has been. But, uh, you know, with bowl games, the tough part of predicting it, uh, Freddie, is just because uh, you can't tell who's going to be more motivated for the game. Um, but um, right, just give me Nevada to win this one. They have a better record and better win percentage. And Tulane's been battle-tested, but I think Nevada wins, and I think Tulane blows the game again. I, I'm gonna take take Nevada. Uh, I just think they're they're a pretty good team. They had a close game against San Jose State last week, but and Tulane, you just never know what you're gonna get with them. So and t- Nevada's been pretty consistent. So so I'm gonna go with the Wolfpack. Yeah, I just gotta choose which team is more consistent. But uh, now we're getting to the really good bowl game right here, seven o'clock on Tuesday. You have the UCF. Golden Knights against the BYU. I almost forgot their name. Cougars at uh, roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl right here. That's going to be played in Florida. So BYU gets to travel to Florida, so they get a nice little vacation. UCF, they just probably go an hour away on a bus to get to the place. But uh, yeah, UCF's eight and three or uh, six and three. They've lost to Tulsa and they've lost to Cincinnati. So those are pretty tough losses and stuff like that to have. But those are good teams. So they're battle tested. BYU, their only loss came to Coastal Carolina and possibly the game of the year, falling one yard short. But uh, BYU, they're a really solid team. They had New Year's Six Bowl aspirations. They also have a really great quarterback as well. And uh, I think BYU wins, but I think this is going to be the best bowl game right here. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be like 35-31 or 38-35. Give me the Cougars. Uh, it's going to be a very close game. I'm going with BYU as well. I really like Zach Wilson. Wilson, a lot of NFL prospects or scouts are going to be at this game. Paying attention to if they're allowed to. I have no idea what the rules are, but they'll be paying attention to Zach Wilson. And and if he can have a good game, I think there's a good chance he could be a first-round prospect. Potentially, potentially. I mean, he does, it will be behind some of the other guys, but, um, again, he's definitely up there in the top five tier. <laughs> so now we're going to be answering some of your guys' uh, questions. The first question we have, have Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson are big favorites in their games. Do you see a possible upset? Only upset I see truly happening 
is Notre Dame being Clemson, but I don't know if you can really consider it an upset against the spread. You can, I guess you can consider it an upset, but that I would say Notre Dame has the best chance they beat him before, though Clemson does have Trevor Lawrence back, and I'm pretty sure they're fully healthy or mostly healthy right now. So that's probably the biggest upset I could see happening. Or what do you think? Yeah, again, I don't see Alabama losing to Florida. Uh, it's really tough to be able to beat Alabama. I mean, you've seen Georgia. They probably had the best attempt um, in the first half, at least, where they were pretty competitive. Um, it takes a really great offensive performance, which Florida does, but I don't think Florida has the defense to be able to shut down Alabama. And Alabama's defense, they have the DBs to shut down some of the Florida offensive possessions. So I think Alabama will ultimately outscore them. And then Ohio State, I don't see them losing Northwestern. It's just a talent differential that's there, so it's going to make it very tough for Northwestern to have to overcome that. Um, but the most likely one, of course, is the Clemson-Notre Dame. As you heard Freddie say, I don't think it's much of an upset. I think the spread is way too much for that game. I don't think Clemson is that much better than Notre Dame, and I think it's a little, frankly, to be a little disrespectful than Notre Dame. But uh, Clemson probably has the highest chance of pulling, or Notre Dame has the highest chance of pulling off the upset. That'd be pretty interesting not seeing Clemson in the playoff for the first time in a while. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to be rooting for Notre Dame just to have some new teams in. Next question we have, uh, does Florida's loss help Georgia's chances at going to a New Year's Six Bowl? I think it it does a little bit. Obviously, it depends on if Florida beats Alabama or not. I don't think they will, but of course, you never know. It is 2020. Exactly. So, and even if it wasn't 2020, they got to the SEC championship. So, you have to give them at least a, a tiny chance to. So, they're supposed to be the best if they're making it. So, yeah, I mean, Florida, they have a good shot. Um, if, they, if they're a win, if they win the game, they get to go to whatever the best bowl game possibility is for New Year's Six. Uh, if they lose, though, Florida's going to end up in the Outback Bowl, I believe, with three losses. They'll finish below uh, Georgia and Texas A&M, which would be problematic for them if they want to get a New Year's Six Bowl. So that would really increase Georgia's odds. Uh, Georgia, they're in a top ten. If you're in the top ten pretty firmly, more than likely you're going to make a New Year's Six. Um, especially they're going to be 8-2. and two. That's pretty solid. That's going to be the third best record in the SEC. And usually the top three to four teams in the SEC make a, either the playoff or the New Year's Six. Yeah, I I agree. I think they it's it's improved their chances. It obviously depends what happens this week. So yeah, obviously Florida can't. If Florida wins and that means yeah, Georgia probably would go to the Outback because um, then you'd have a Florida, Alabama, and Texas A and M all with better records, and it would leave Georgia out and have to play in the Outback. And then our last question we have: If Ohio State and Notre Dame lose, who's in the top four? Well, let's 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 see. If Ohio State loses, they they're out. Done. Notre Dame, I or not Notre Dame, Northwestern. I don't think has a chance. Because you can't the, lose to Michigan State. It's too bad of a loss. Yeah, that that and also just playing six games, that doesn't help them at all. And they're not a blue blood. Yeah. Runner, so no. Yeah, Notre Dame. If they lose, I I still think they. As long as they don't get blown out like 70, 70 to 7 or 50 to 7 or something like that. As long as they keep it within seven. 17. 7 to 10. 10 7 to 10. Yeah. 7 10, maybe the max. Maybe. Maybe like if. As long as it's close for most of the game. Game and then let's say it's 10 point game and then they throw a pick six or something. But I, I think Notre Dame's pretty much a lock for the playoffs. They just they just can't lose by a lot. Yeah, just don't get killed. That's yeah. the only thing for them. But um, on the other hand, uh, with some of the teams that would possibly get in, I mean, you have USC, you have Cincinnati, and you have um, Iowa State slash Oklahoma all fighting for one spot. So, I mean... These are the teams they'd have to consider. I think USC should be given the shot, the shot at that point with all of those different things that have happened. Uh, if they're, they're a blue blood program. They're undefeated, especially if they beat Oregon pretty good. I think they should get the chance at being able to go in, uh, especially since, again, Texas A&M, they already lost really bad to Alabama. Texas A&M would be forced to play Alabama in the first round, so I don't think that's a good rematch. 
Um, I'd rather see Alabama and um, USC in a match at least. I still don't think it'd be close. I think it's whoever makes it would get crushed by Alabama, but still. I think my chance, I'd put in um, Alabama one, Notre Dame, and uh, Clemson would be two, Notre Dame would be three, and um, Texas A&M slash USC slash Iowa State four. Yeah, I think if Ohio State loses, uh, and assuming A&M wins, assuming A&M wins and they win by a bunch, they're not like by a field goal or something. I, I think they would get in. So it would be Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and A and M. It's rough though for A and M because he'd have to play Alabama in the first round and just get yeah. destroyed. And that'd be the first time that a conference matchup has happened in the first round of the playoffs. But um, yeah, that's what happened. I don't think I don't like the idea of a rematch happening there. Plus, you know the human element of the uh, playoff committee. Sometimes they can screw over a team that's about to make it. Like uh, Iowa State, or uh, when TCU beat Iowa State 55-3 to in the last week of the year, uh, but Ohio State beat Wisconsin, and then Ohio State got in over TCU. Yeah. And also, I just thought about this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the committee tried this. They would uh, switch. Say A&M gets in, they would switch them with Notre Dame and Clemson, so it's not a back-to-back-to-back rematch. So at least it makes things a little bit interesting and a possibility for a different matchup. In yeah. the, it'd be kind of rough though because there's chances are that you could possibly get another rematch in the national title. But who knows? It might be another Alabama Clemson national title in that case. I couldn't imagine Clemson and Notre Dame having to play three times in one season. Yeah, that's that would be crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Yeah, yeah, it never. Yeah, only way. Yeah, it's never happened. We have seen Alabama and LSU. Uh, they played each other in twenty eleven. Yeah, they played twice. They played regular season and then national title. Yeah, and that's probably the closest thing to happen. It. It's not very likely to happen unless both teams are amazing, and there's just not a lot of competition. That's the only way you probably would see a team play each other three times. Yeah, it would take one team finishing 12-0 and in the regular season, one team finishing 11-1, and then the 11-1 and team beats the 12-0 and team in the conference championship to make them both 12-1. and They both make the playoff, and then they both play each other eventually in the playoff. And that's kind of what's happening right now with Notre Dame and Clemson, which is kind of a crazy scenario. If they play three times, that'd be insane. Yeah. So. It'd be playing for all the marbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate the support. I'm going to be back on Thursday at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern with my with my uh, NFL predictions with my friend Cedric again. And th- yeah, and then I'll be back on Sunday. Sunday with my with with my recap and then we'll talk about the playoffs. So who's gonna be in the playoffs and some of the big bowl games coming up. We'll do a little bit of that. So I hope you guys have a really great rest of your week. Have a fun weekend. Stay safe and hail stay and go Bills.